0: Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, overlooking the vast pristine acreage of Primrose Village. Greeting from this wooded gem of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay.
1: Wow, that was a good opening. Oh, what'd you think of that? You know, it is pristine. Yep. It's beautiful. This acreage. This acreage. It's green. And it is primrose. I don't what is a primrose
0: anyway? A primrose? Yeah. It's a uh it's a it's a it's Prim. a s- snooty it's- flower. It's prim. It's rules. some
1: sort of a snobby flower. That's right. That's oh. correct. Well, welcome to another edition of the Eon Project. Welcome. A show that explores the metaphorical porta potties of the world to find the truth and emerges smelling as clean as Irish Spring soap. Whoa. You know, I enjoy the Irish Spring. I wanted to ask you: Do they still make the Irish Spring? They soap? They do. You know, and I'm a fan of
0: the just the traditional soaps. You know, like yeah. uh, like Irish Spring, like you mentioned. I like Irish coast, Spring. coast. Coast. Just yes. regular Coast. Zest. I like Zest, and I like the regular coast. Golden Dial.
1: Yeah, well, that, that, the golden dial is the gold standard for dermatologists. I had a problem with acne as yeah, a young child, yeah. and uh, they, they told me they use the, the, the gold dial. Soap. Well, the,
0: the reason I like it so much is because I don't enjoy, when I shower, using a soap that leaves me greasy.
1: Yeah, we talked about soaps last week. Yeah, I
0: like to be, uh, I, like, I like when it's rinsed away, that it like leaves my skin tacky, mm-hmm. like it's uh, washed away the oils and such. Yeah, well, that's the purpose
1: of soap, is it not?
0: It is. You know, here on the Eon Project, where you can eat your cake and have it, too.
1: I don't even know what that means.
0: Hey, have you ever had brown bread?
1: I love brown bread. My kids hate it. Uh, I torture them with the brown bread. What it is brown go, bread? It's bread in a can. It's canned bread. Is that a Northeast thing, or is that everywhere? I don't know, but I haven't had it in years. I used it's, to eat it. It's actually it with not beans. That, it's not that good. You got to put butter on it. Put and, some
0: butter. Warm it up. Butter. Yeah. It, it retains the properties of the can when That's you right. take it out,
1: just like uh, cranberry sauce does. <laughs> it's it's very uh it's it's, a, it's, it's strange it's so, interesting. So last week we we had a great show. We discussed the MK Ultra project, some government conspiracies about experimentations and whatnot some mm. good feedback on the show some people were interested in, in those topics and uh actually said that they were going to research on their own i got some some fans saying that oh good so good for them
0: you know we had a uh, our, our sponsor uh, last week we had a new sponsor yeah
1: i got us some bad news what's the matter um we lost our sponsor what happened well you know as as, as you know with great fanfare we uh re- released our new sponsor the door store yes um unfortunately dur- uh, during the week there was a fire at the door store mm. um Suspicious fire, maybe? Well, I don't know, but uh, Frank... The, uh, the spokesman for the door store yeah. was, was actually injured during the fire. He was trying to urinate on the flames to, to put them out. He was trying to extinguish it before and, uh, it consumed the door store. Unfortunately, his member was singed. Ooh. So uh, Frank is out of commission. The door store is not operational, and we are in need of a new sponsor. So if you know anyone... What happened to Joe and Stan? Did they make it out all right? You know, I didn't hear from Joe and Stan. I think they're absentee uh, bosses. They're not oh. really... Frank is the one that's there. Frank is the one that moves the doors. He's there. He, he runs the every he day. He runs everything. Yep. He cleans the toilet. Sure. You know all that stuff, and uh, his brothers Joe and Stan just reap the rewards. Joe and Stan just collect the paycheck, man, mm. and it's not fair. That's but not anyway, fair. so we're in need of a new sponsor. So if you know anyone who needs their business plugged, or you know what I was thinking too, yeah. If you want, if you want to just hear your name announced on the radio, yep, or on the, on podcast, just let us know and, and pay us, and sure. then we'll say your name. Well, you don't even have to pay us. Just send us an email. They don't have to pay
0: us. Give us your name. And uh, we'll create a song around your name. Give Actually, yeah, that's what we'll do. Give us your name and where you're from. That's a great idea. Uh, you don't have to give us your last name, just like your first name. Say, like, I'm uh, uh, Gordon from uh, Topeka, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll come up with a nice song for you.
1: Yeah, so go to TheEonProject.com. It's T-H-E-O-N Project.com. Or... Project at yahoo.com if you want to contact us directly. Yeah, what are we going to talk about today? So today is actually a very interesting show. We've mm. been planning for a while. Uh-huh. And uh, this is the time of year where the veil between the normal world and the nether world is thin. Ooh, and the nether regions becomes thick. Thinner. Oh. Th- thicker. Yes. Anyway, so it's uh, almost time for Halloween. Right. So we're going to be discussing various Halloween-related topics today. Sure. Uh, we're going to get into some of the history of Halloween. We're going to get into some interesting... Uh, things that go along with Halloween, and uh, hopefully it's going to be an interesting show. I had some fun uh, doing the research for it.
0: Oh, you did? You did? Because you, well, you enjoy this type of stuff. I enjoy
1: Halloween. Uh, yeah. I've always enjoyed Halloween, and, and and most people who listen to this type of program do as well. Yep, it just yep. kind of go, goes along. with things. You
0: know, it's funny. I'm I'm over there. I'm looking at you because I like to look at you when I speak. I am a beautiful man when you speak, and I can only see your the top of your head and your little eyes looking over the top of that that, are they, that mic thing. Are they beady eyes? Ooh, it's scary. Hmm. So I, I have a, a a bizarre news story I'd like to start with. Yeah, if why don't I don't make. do that? Dateline Sioux Falls, South Dakota.
1: <laughs>
0: police said, or police said, a person believed to be a man disguised as a woman in a black dress tried to steal a bottle of rum and cola drinks from a local drugstore. Was that you? The store's loss prevention officer unsuccessfully tried to stop the person. Stop. Who was described as about 20 years old, six foot three inches tall, and weighing 300 pounds. So a six foot three, 300 pound woman was trying to steal a uh, rum and cola. A coke. man dressed as a woman. No, I know. Big woman. Yeah. Police said the person handed the rum back to the store employee, threw the drinks on the ground, and fled after trying to bite the employee when the worker tried to restrain him. I love it when they try to flee. So here's a word of advice to uh, all security and loss prevention uh, personnel out there: Yeah, if a large uh, cross-dressing man is attempting to steal cheap
1: rum from your store, let him go. Yeah, that's some good advice. Yeah, it's not worth being eaten alive by RuPaul. Who wants to get in a tussle with a six foot three, three hundred pound person? Definitely not. Not that's not doesn't sound like a good idea. Anyway. <laughs> So we are gonna we have a, a multitude of topics today related to Halloween. We're going to get into them because uh, if we don't, if we just do the, the normal stuff where we banter around for a while, we're, we're going to run out of time.
0: Well, we can run out of time. Well, you know, it's,
1: we it can do a five-minute
0: show or it a five-hour show. It doesn't
1: matter. We always think like an hour is, is a good time. Yeah, it's, you know, to Keeps keep people's a, attention. Yeah, exactly. And then at the midway point, we do have a, a trivia game Ooh. that I'm going to uh, outlay Interesting. for everybody. Okay. So the first topic that I want to discuss today, I have a question for you. Okay. What do Bloody Mary... Candyman and Nostradamus all have in common. Um. Well, you have to say the name three times. No. And they appear. No. Oh. Nostradamus appears with his yes. flowing robes and yes. his hat. Let's do it. No. So they all have to do with scrying. Do you know what scrying is? Uh, it's when kids when they it's in between screaming and crying,
0: <laughs> between meals and at bedtime.
1: That's about right. Oh. No. Scrying is actually the practice of staring into a reflective or dark surface with the intention of telling the future or receiving messages of some kind. Mm. So it's something that's been go- that's gone on for centuries, if not thousands of years. Uh-huh. But recently it's become more prevalent. It's becoming more of a thing with uh, with psychics and with the metaphysical world. Yep. Uh, actually, they, they produce something called dark mirrors now, which is just oh. like it's a dark sur- reflective surface uh, that supposedly if you stare into it, uh, it will be re- things will be revealed to you, whether it's visions or the future or messages and so on. And Is so it like forth. made of obsidian? No, I, I don't know. It's some sort of reflective glass. Oh, that's not that's darker. I don't know. I don't. I, ma- I don't make them. Okay. So people swear that if you look into the mirror into a mirror in a dimly lit room or a mirror specifically designed for this, that after a few minutes you'll see visions. Mm. Okay. So. As I said, this has been going on, and if you look on the, the various paranormal sites, it's becoming the, the latest. It's, oh, it's a cursed mirror and stuff like that.
0: Is it is it drug induced or is it? Uh, no. Nope. How, how do they
1: do this? Supposedly, if you just stare at it, you know this is what happens. But I was able to find a scientific experiment that looked into this. Oh, and there's actually a scientific reason why this happens. So this is this is what we would refer to as a real. So is, it, is, fake, it, is fake. it much like those... Um,
0: remember back in the uh, the late 90s, there were those pictures that you would stare at? The computer-generated pictures. And the 3D yeah.
1: picture was supposed to pop out at you? It's kind of like that. Yeah, it never worked for me. So anyway, so Italian scientist Giovanni Caputo, yep, which is Italian. A, cool, was a cool name, he tested 50 volunteers by getting them to gaze at a large mirror in, a di- in dim lighting for 10 minutes. Mm. After only a minute, most of them saw strange, otherworldly faces. 66% of the participants saw a distortion in their own face. Another eighteen percent saw the faces of animals such as pigs, lions, and cats. Some saw complete strangers such as a child or an old woman, and ten percent saw the face of a dead parent. Nearly half of the participants described the images as fantastical or monstrous beings. You know, I actually have real-world experience with this, and I'm not—I'm not
0: making this up. Oh well, we'll share it because it goes along with. So, um, and it's not paranormal, but I, I can vouch for that experiment because um, you know I work uh, odd hours, right? All all hours of the day and night.
1: Well. When one works at a 24-hour adult bookstore... Correct. ...you have to keep those weird hours.
0: That's right. So sometimes I find myself uh, sitting in a darkened uh, parking lot staring at the tree line. Yep. The woods and such, right? And mm-hmm. as you're staring at the woods and you become a little groggy and you've been staring at the same uh, place for long periods of time, I start seeing faces uh-huh. in the shrubbery and in the trees and things like that.
1: Of course. Yeah. So actually, there's a f- So you want to hear the scientific uh, experiment results. Yep. So uh, Giovanni Caputo... I like to say that. Just cool how you say that. It's called he 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 discovered something called the Caputo effect. Well, that's it called because he named it after himself. Scientists like to name stuff after themselves. Mm. So neurons in the eye reduce or stop their signals when stimulation is unchanged, resulting in all or a portion of a person's reflection disappearing until the eye blinks or moves involuntarily. So basically, neurologically, the image is refreshed, but not completely. So what happens is your mind fills in the image according to what you expect or what your experiences are. So if you expect to see something weird, mm. you're going to see something weird. Because when when an image hasn't changed for a certain amount of time, the it, it, it's all part of a refresh rate in your brain. Mm-hmm. So, in all sense, for all intents and purposes, it's true. You do see things, but it doesn't mean that it's, it's paranormal in nature. You're just seeing things. Well, it does. It's it a does, brain playing. Uh, depending on you. who you are, it could be. No, it's all part of the Caputo effect. No, no. You're ruining it. You're ruining this whole story. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I want Candyman to come out at me. How dare I? You know, Candyman was a... uh, I I never got into Candyman. I didn't think it was that good of a movie. It wasn't scary either. No, just some guy. Creepy. What was his name? Tony... Tony Robbins? No. Kind of like Tony Robbins' banana hands. He's got big banana hands. Oh. His his hands are like a bunch of bananas. Tony, Tony Robbins is I'm going to get you. Yeah, Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah, he's, he's kinda, scary. He's weird. You know, I watched a documentary about him. Mm. Uh very interesting. People pay thousands of dollars to hear this guy talk and he's a compelling speaker. But uh you know, Tony Robbins the uh the uh, what do you call him, a self-help guru. You know, Tony Robbins would make a a great Halloween mask. Yeah, he's, you know they could uh He's scary looking. He looks kind of he looks kind of like Herman Munster. Yeah, he looks like the guy the evil guy from Cobra. He does look like the evil guy from Cobra, yeah. the head of the evil uh, axe cult. Yep, that's right. Anyway, so that was my story about scrying. What it has to do with Halloween is more, you know, uh, this is the time of year where people start saying, oh, you know, you go in the in the bathroom in the, at night and you stare sure. in the mirror. And that, so, so that Bloody Mary experiment actually is true. Mm. You will see something. But it's because of your brain.
0: Oh, so you won't actually see Mary come out and it'll be a bloody... Well, if, you.
1: if you're expecting that, you might. Well, you know, it depends on how... I mean, you could... What if I wanted to see a giant double cheeseburger because I was really hungry?
0: Yeah, you eat those a lot. No. You don't? No. Oh, all right. I wish I did. How about we uh, How about we talk a little bit about Halloween itself? Let's do that. A little bit about the origins of Halloween. Why do we celebrate Halloween as, as we do today? I don't know. Well, Halloween, it's also known as All Hallows' Eve. Ooh. And if you didn't if you didn't know that, that's uh, another name for it. And obviously it's celebrated on October 31st. And why is it celebrated on October 31st? I don't know. But I'm sure you're gonna tell us. Well, we, we're not really sure about uh, its specific origins, but we know that it stems back to the uh, you know the, the the Celtic traditions, the pagan traditions, uh, uh, different uh, things that they would celebrate along that that time time frame, right? Which is why All Saints Day is the following. Well, isn't it the true that the,
1: the Church instituted All Saints Day as a counteraction to the pagan holiday? Correct.
0: That's correct. Yeah. And in in the Catholic Church, uh, did that with a number of holidays, including Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, you well, know,
1: actually, it's funny you bring that up. Yeah. Isn't it true that uh, for those of you who do believe in Jesus as, as the uh, Son of God and was born and all that stuff, you know, Christianity? Mm. Um, that they have no idea when he was born. Or if they did, it was in the summertime. and well, had nothing they, to do with December.
0: Actually, believe it or not, they have reason to believe that it could have been in the early spring because of oh. certain celestial events that were occurring at the time. And, uh... uh you know, shepherds in their flocks. And then when they talk about that stuff in the Bible and stuff like that. So what the Catholic church tries to do is tries to supplant the pagan holidays. So I like for, that word, supplant. Yeah. So for, for Christmas, it would be the pagan holiday celebrating the winter solstice. So they say, hey, let's make Christmas around the same time, uh-huh. try to convert people to Christianity. But going back to Halloween, let's, same let's do Halloween. Same principle applies there. Okay. Right? So its original or its origins, uh, as I stated, ancient uh, Gaelic festivals known as Samhain Ooh. or Sowen. But not Sam Hain. Wasn't it it's spelled Sam Hain though. It is. It's spelled S A M H A I N, but it's not pronounced that way.
1: And you have all these pretentious not pretentious, you have all these uh, uppity uh, uh gothic people that go,
0: it's pronounced Sawin. Oh, yes. oh, I know Oh, oh, I, knew, oh, oh I know it all. Yes. Yes, so it's actually derived from an old an old Irish uh term which roughly translates to summer's end.
1: Oh, well that makes sense. Which
0: kinda makes sense. And the festival of of Sam Hain, not Sawin. Celebrates the end of the lighter half of the year and the beginning of the darker half, and it's sometimes regarded as the Celtic New Year. Is it Celtic or Celtic? It's Celtic. It's Celtic? Yeah. So why do we say Boston Celtics?
1: It should be Celtics.
0: It should, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it should. But should we say, we should say Celtics. Is it Celtics?
1: No, that means you play the cello.
0: Oh. So it's different. Like Yo-Yo Ma? Yo-Yo Ma. Mm. The summer days are longer and warmer than winter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Where are you going with this? So the ancient Gales believed that the, the border between this world and the other world became thin on Samhain. Oh. So this time of the year, the, the that veil, as Mike uh, alluded to earlier, becomes very thin. The veil and you can see... Behind the veil. It's harmful to pass through the veil. Hmm. It's believed that, that they need to ward off her, uh, harmful spirits. So they used to come up with these homemade masks of such. And they would put them on and they would try to ward off evil spirits and things. And then they'd carve turnips. They did carve turnips, and uh, yeah, so uh, it's kind of hard to carve a turnip.
1: Yeah, they're hard and dense vegetable.
0: But as as we know here in America, p- uh, pumpkins are are prevalent around this time of year. Mm-hmm. They grow all over the place. There's uh, pumpkin uh, establishments that have various pumpkins of sizes and shapes. Do you enjoy pumpkin? I, I you know it's funny you mentioned that I had a uh, pumpkin cheese spread this morning on a bagel.
1: Yeah, I've had that too. It's a like oh, cream cheese like oh, the pumpkin spice. Oh my god! The thing with pumpkin spice is it has nothing to do with pumpkin. It's the pumpkins. It's the spices that they use in pumpkin pie,
0: so yes. like
1: nutmeg and uh, right. Because if you just cinnamon, op- if you and just carved
0: the pumpkin and ate the, it doesn't the, taste the Internal in, uh, ingredients no. or the internal uh, pieces of it. No, no,
1: the mash, if you will,
0: <laughs> the pumpkin mash.
1: So that's why we celebrate Halloween, right? It was a, it, it was descendant from the Celtic tradition. That's true. And uh, throughout the years, you know, things were added to the to the mix as far as trick or treating and. Oh yeah, of that sort. yeah, absolutely. Were you going to talk about that?
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're, there's an aside here for you if you want to go into your uh, next topic.
1: Well, it, my my top my next topic has something to do with Halloween. Obviously, what could be more Halloweeny? Yeah, than witches. You said weenie. I know. Yeah, ha- Halloweeny. Yep. What could be more Halloweeny. So I have a question for you. Sure. Now we live in the Northeast, and we t- we kind of take this place for granted. But for those of you who who are listening across the country and across the world, yep, Salem, Massachusetts is uh the world witches headquarters, if you will. It is,
0: yes. And the reason
1: for that is something that took place in 1692. And it was known as the Salem Witch Trials. Mm. Now a lot of people know about the Salem witch trials and everything like that. And I'm not gonna get into the, the nuts and bolts of the Salem witch trials. But something that has bothered me through many years, you know, as I said, living here, I've been to Salem many, many times. Uh, and, and word of advice, public service announcement, if you want to go to Salem in the month of October, you better make your plans in advance. You better. Because, number one, the place is hard to get to. It's right on the coast. There's no direct route to get there. you got to go on these back roads and stuff. And there's no parking anywhere. Once you get there, it's wonderful. It's a tr- it's, yeah. it's, it's terrific time. Uh, I recommend everybody do it. If you're if you're a fan of Halloween, definitely go. But you got to make your plans. Get there early. Uh, stay a couple days if you can because there's t- tons of stuff to do and see. But anyway... So what's bothered me throughout these years is that it's widely accepted that the witches, that, or the people that were put to death, were innocent. Mm. Would you say that that's correct?
0: Uh, that's, that's the, the general um, idea that, yeah, exactly. What, what
1: if they weren't innocent?
0: What if they were real witches? What if
1: they were in league with the devil? Oh. Imagine that. That's possible. So January 1692, this is when all this started. The daughter and niece of Reverend Samuel Parris of Salem Village became ill. When they failed to improve, the village doctor, Mister William Griggs, mm. was called in, and his diagnosis was bewitchment because that's what you think of first, right? Oh yeah. When somebody's sick, you think of that they're bewitched. That's right. That's, that's like th-
0: that's the catch-all. And now nowadays the catch-all is uh, it's just stress.
1: No, yeah, or that, or they say give you antibiotics. Mm. That's what they give you antibiotics. So he he diagnosed them with bewitchment, which put into put in motion a bunch of forces that would ultimately result in the death of hanging of nineteen men and women. In additional, one man was crushed to death, Sever- seven others died in prison, and the lives of many, many more were irrevocably changed. Mm-hmm. That's it in a nutshell. And like I said, it's widely accepted that the whole thing was a mass hysterical event brought on by misguided religious beliefs that ended up in the deaths of in- many innocent people. But what if the facts were wrong? What if the, Salem- the witches of Salem were actually witches and the village- villagers of Salem were justified in fearing them? The whole episode started. Do you know how all this started? Somebody was, uh, one of the kids was like having a fit, weren't they? Yeah. So the whole thing started with when Tichuba. the little Paris girls got sick. That's right. When they didn't get any better, blame started to shift around, like I said before. But it began with the Paris family slave, Tichaba. Not much is known about Tichaba's life uh, in her early life, except that she was born in an Arawak village in South America, where she was captured during her childhood and taken to Barbados as a slave. It so to- she wasn't African? No. no. She was not African. She was from uh, South never American. been to Barbados. I was going to say, either. you ever been to Barbados? Nope. I heard it's nice. Oh, I've, well, had, rum I've had Barbados just, rum, though. Bar- is it Barbadosian or ba- Barbados?
0: Barbadosian? Bar- 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 dos- just like that.
1: Anyway. Oh. So the Parises bought her in Barbados and brought her to America. Okay. Isn't that nice? Why did they do that? Well, you know, that was part of the what happened back then. Oh. So in November 1689, Samuel Parris moved Tichaba and the family to Salem after he was appointed the new minister of Salem Village. Court records indicate that when the Parrises' daughters became uh, experiencing strange fits and complaining of pain, Tichaba and her husband John, who was another slave, helped a neighbor by the name of a Mary Sibley bake a witch cake. You know what a witch cake is?
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's a cake that's in the form of a uh, of a hat
1: no. and has green that, icing. No, that's not right. Oh, no, maybe. But a witch cake was a cake made from rye meal and the affected girl's urine, and it was fed to a what? dog in the hopes that it would reveal the name of whoever was bewitching who did the girls.
0: Tituba and her husband.
1: Oh, no wonder why they get
0: burned at the stake.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so so here you have a... That's clearly a uh, santeria uh, voodoo-esque yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, experimentation that they're trying to do. So Tituba, soon after this, was arrested and confessed, actually confessed, that the devil had come to her and made her, made her serve him. Tituba went on to describe conversations that she had with evil pigs, dogs, and rats, who all ordered her to do her bidding do their bidding and said she personally witnessed Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, who were two other people that were uh, oh, so she's not
0: helping her case at all here. No, she personally
1: this. witnessed these two these two Sarah's who were also accused of witchcraft transform into strange winged creatures. Is mm. it winged or winged? Winged. Winged. Obviously, this could have been a confession that was obtained under duress. You know, they didn't have uh, uh, Miranda rights back no, in the day. No, definitely or not anything like that. You you can pretty much just beat someone until they confess the things. But what if it wasn't? What if Tichibou was practicing voodoo as her as she indicated? And she was involved with a group of like-minded people, like those two Sarah's that I mentioned. Mm. Who knows? Uh, at the conclusion of the trials, Tichaba was sold, and actually no one knows what happened to her. She spent some time in prison, about a year, but they didn't, so they didn't put her to death. They didn't burn her. Nope. They, they burned didn't. everybody
0: else, or well, killed they didn't everybody, burn not burned, but you know what I mean. They, That's uh, right. Yeah.
1: So is it possible that Tichaba shared the practices of her native lands with some impressionable girls who made the whole thing up? Absolutely. But can you say for certain that there was no witchcraft taking place? No, because you actually do have witchcraft taking place.
0: It's not out of the realm of possibility. You know, y- even, uh, you know, going back that far, young teenage girls mm-hmm. are, um, ex- uh, uh, you know, impressionable. They like to experiment with uh, different things.
1: That's right. And you know what, too? There's a, a movie came out last, last year or year before called The Witch, mm. which was a, a period piece around the same time. It's not related to the Salem Witch Trials, but it has many of the same themes. Yeah. Uh, very good. Very good movie. Um, not not like a horror movie in the traditional sense. I'm going to talk about some more horror movies here in a, in a little bit. but um, So it, it isn't out of the realm possibility that some witchcraft was taking place. Now, should they have responded the way they did and put people to death? No, but that's how they did stuff back in the day. Yeah, exactly. So if, Anything that was against the church, right?
0: oh man, you're in trouble.
1: So that's the thing. I think that there probably was a mix of both. I think that some of the people who were accused obviously were completely innocent, had nothing to do with anything. Some of them probably did have something to do with, with at least... Dabbling in the occult. Mm. You know, in research for, for this, uh, this show, I found a way, or I
0: found a, an old legend that would allow you to summon a witch. Really? Yes. And uh, they used to say that on Halloween, at midnight, if you took off your, now I'm being serious, if you took off your clothes <laughs> All right. and you turned them inside out and put them on inside out and then walked backwards at midnight, you a witch would appear and it would, it would uh, fly across the sky.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Is it midnight on the night before Halloween or midnight Halloween night?
0: No, ha- Halloween night into into midnight.
1: So so the night before Halloween into Halloween. Like 11.59 midnight, the 31st. Oh, no, no, no. See, that's actually the first because you're talking would about be the, first. the next day.
0: Oh, maybe it is the other day. So night. you don't
1: even know what you're talking about.
0: I don't know. But if you did that, it would work. Why don't we try it? So we'll try it both night both times. Why don't times. we have a
1: listener challenge and yeah. see if, if anyone can do it and then report back to us and tell yep. us if it works. Absolutely. Anyway, so that was my... Uh, my piece on the Salem Witch Trials. Interesting.
0: So where does you know we we go out there? Uh, you know we've all been trick or treating as kids, right? Sure. We've been out there, we've had fun. You go out there, you go to ring doorbells, you get the treats, and you get the costumes on and all that stuff. The treats, get all kinds of stuff, right? So where does the trick or treating come from? I don't know. So before I tell you that, I got to give you a quick story. So the neighborhood I used to live in, mm-hmm. just recently actually, is a uh, is quite the festive. Uh, uh, time Halloween I will say that's, time. A,
1: that's a very nice place to be on Halloween. They close
0: down the streets. Yep. There's kids, uh, kids everywhere. So the first, the first year that I that I lived there, I didn't really know what to expect in terms of the the Halloween turnout, right? Mm-hmm. So you go ahead and get yourself a couple bags of candy, and hand them out to the kids. So within the first hour, I was running low on candy <laughs> and I was panicking. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to uh, just close, turn the light off. You know, that wouldn't have been fun. So
1: you started to whittle some carved figures to hand out to, the, oh, no, you didn't have No, so what that. I
0: did was, as the kids approached my door, and uh, they did the old trick-or-treat thing, I would take a, uh, you know, I had a bowl with the candy in it. I'd take the candy out, and then I'd put my hand deep down in their bag, and I'd rustle my <laughs> you hand around. did not around. do that. I did. i rustled <laughs> rustle my hand around like I was dropping in tons of candy, and then I'd pull my candy back out without them, unbeknownst to them. And then they they just go about their day. So it saved me. So you fra- defrauded children. I did. It, it it saved me for another like half hour, forty minutes. That's of, uh, that's pretty bad. Of man. Candy.
1: You just admitted to a crime. No, it's not a crime. No, it's, it's not my bad. candy. You know what's funny? I uh, quick. This this reminds me of a a, a story that a, an avid listener uh, from the southern United States. Uh, who actually I just spoke with a couple of days ago, told me a story once where a friend of his also ran out of candy. Mm. And so what he started to do was distribute frozen vegetables from his freezer. <laughs> so he was handing any any out turnips, like a handful of frozen peas, stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. So that's a pretty good he one. He was too. making some people. Hey, you got to improvise, You right? got to give them something. <laughs> so where does the term trick or treat,
0: where does all this come from? So the trick, obviously it's an idle threat to perform mischief on the homeowners of the property if no treat is given. So. If you ring the doorbell and somebody opens the door and you say trick or treat and they don't give you a, a, a treat, then you can cause mischief to their property. So it's,
1: it's open season on them. Right. If they don't give you something.
0: So that, that practice of dressing up in costumes and begging door to door or ritual begging, as we would call ritual it. Ritual begging. For treats on holidays, that d- dates back to the Middle Ages and includes Christmas wassailing, which was kind of a similar thing. The
1: wassail song. Ah, can you sing that? I don't know that. And then you were to, and then me were wanted to. That one?
0: Yep, exactly. Got it. Trick or treating—it, it, you know—it resembles late medieval practices of souling, where when poor folk would go door to door on Hallowmas, which is actually November first, oh. receiving food in return for prayers for the dead on All Souls' Day. So that's so you're holding their
1: prayers hostage until you give them something.
0: That's right. And as we talked earlier uh, about masks with the Celts, that's where that came from. They would wear the, uh, you know, different costumes to uh, to
1: placate the the uh, the pagan gods. Basically, I see. Yeah. So in this country, the tri- the act of uh, Playing tricks on people who don't give you something. Does that still go on? Because I remember there's was, there was egging, uh, toilet papering TPN. of homes.
0: Yeah, you got to do the in on the house staff. You know what?
1: If I was going to throw eggs at someone's house, it would be the guy that gives you the raisins. You know, they give you the little box raisins. of raisins. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. You
0: know, I egged, I egged um, a friend of mine uh, growing <laughs> up. We were riding our bikes through his neighborhood. Yeah. His, his name rhymes with uh, beef. And him and I, would would uh, we went to the local uh, food establishment and bought a dozen eggs.
1: Food establishment?
0: And uh, we egged a photo mat. Remember photomat? The little m- I do, the little yeah. Huts. The little the
1: little hut that if you if if you uh, that's fine. Yep. If you block the uh, if you block the the little hole where, where you do the transactions, they die of suffocation. That's right. That's how small those the little are. The
0: little photomats. And then we begged, uh we egged a place called uh, Jigs Jigs Bar or Jigs Cafe. Jigs Cafe. Yes. I don't think it's there anymore. You
1: know, I remember distinctly, and I don't know if this is the case everywhere in the country, but on Halloween they would not sell eggs to kids. No, you had to be an adult. To purchase eggs. (laughs) That's right. Because of of all of the shenaniganry.
0: So the the modern uh, tradition of trick-or-treating, it's actually, uh, it stems back to Kingston, Ontario. And so for those people who think that Canadians don't attribute anything or contribute anything to society, that's not true. Well,
1: that's not true. We actually have a lot of listeners in Canada, so thank you. So
0: 1911, that's when that occurred. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So they started with that back then.
1: Oh no! Oh. So trick or treating has evolved throughout the years. It year, has evolved. It has
0: evolved, and uh, you know, as I said recently, it's uh, it's a fun time, and you know, there's a new there's a new tradition going around where I noticed that parents going through the neighborhood they they have a uh, like wagons and they drag the wagons around and it has coolers in it <laughs> and they bring uh, alcoholic beverages throughout the
1: streets. That's a good idea,
0: and it's the w- one time where it's legal to drink in public. I guess. What
1: is the age of uh, What is the age of of no more trick or treating? Like at what point this you say to somebody, "Look, you, you know you're old enough. There's no more, no more trick or treat."
0: Well, I I continued probably till I was about t- thirty-two, mm-hmm. and uh, well, you're
1: also a very small man. I'm I'm tiny. You were back in the day. You're you're growing nicely though. Oh, oh. but anyway, well, thank you. Uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe like around ten or eleven, you start going. Eh, you're a little old. Well, I'm you know what you had to do somewhere.
0: is uh, you bring various uh, masks with you.
1: Oh, you just change them out. You
0: change a mask from house to house, and you can go back to various uh, the same house several times. I see. Yeah,
1: Well, we're about the halfway point of the show. Yep. And we're going to discuss here in a moment uh, after a short break. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, playing a trivia game, Halloween related trivia game, uh, where Jason will attempt to answer some questions uh, that I have constructed, and you can play along at home. So stay tuned. We'll go back to the Eon Project. That was a great break that we just had. Oh, it
0: was great. Yeah. Did you get everything out okay? I
1: got a lot of things done mm. during that during that short break. So, we're at the halfway point in our show where we normally do something of a uh, of fun nature. Oh. So, today we're going to do a a Halloween trivia contest. I'm a
0: little nervous about this, actually. Now, this
1: is a one-way contest, whereas uh, in the past we've gone back and forth with questions. But I have all the questions today, so I want you to play along at home, and I want you to report your results back to us. Mm, no Googling anything. Don't Google anything. So the the premise of the Hall- Halloween related trivia game today is this I'm going to read you the premise of a horror film mm-hmm. you have to tell me what the film is Ooh. so as an example his, his, this doesn't count now this is an example okay a young FBI cadet must confide in an incarcerated manipulative killer to receive his help on catching another serial killer who skins his victims
0: well that's sounds that sounds of the
1: land ah. so that's how this game works <laughs> now it sounds like it would be very easy
0: mm, it's not going to be
1: Probably not. Now, I did not select anything that was obscure. Okay. Most, these are all mainstream films that right. have, have to do with horror or Halloween or horror. All right. I got to get I, the...
0: I, I, gotta, I can't, I can't uh, embarrass myself here. So, let's see. Let's see how this goes.
1: So, these are all, as I said, related to Halloween. So, play along at home if you can. Are you ready to go? Sir? I'm ready. An amusement park mogul offers a group of diverse people $1 million to spend the night in a haunted house with a horrifying past.
0: Hmm... Is that uh, is that uh, kiss in the
1: Phantom of the Park? <laughs> no, no. Is that your final guess? I, I've I've never I've never heard this movie. You you have it. It's actually been remade. It's, it was it was an original movie and then it was remade in the in the nineties.
0: Oh, a remake. Yep. Oh, so it's 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 originally what from like the fifties yeah, probably from right? The
1: fifties or sixties? fifties you know, I think.
0: Oh, I don't know. I I I'm drawing a blank on that one, friend. Friend. The answer, House on Haunted Hill. No, nope, never saw it.
1: Oh, you haven't seen it, but see
0: here's the problem. It's a good I've movie. never seen a lot of. I haven't seen a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Some some original like uh, old school movies. I have. All right.
1: Well, they're playing at home too, so that, so don't don't discount that. Oh, okay. Don't discount that. All right. Okay. Ready to go?
0: I'm not doing good,
1: but question, go ahead. Question number two. Yeah. The lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh possessing spirits holds up in a cabin with a group of strangers while demons continue their attack.
0: Uh. That's that's uh, let me think about that. That's Scooby Doo, and uh, the uh, circus comes to town. No,
1: <laughs> the answer is the Evil Dead Two. Never heard of it. You Never heard of Evil Dead. Nope. Okay, well, those were the two that you probably wouldn't get. <laughs> so I. They're, All right. They're, they're... Those are obscure. No, that, you, those you are gave not me obscure. a those sequel. Very... You gave me a sequel. Yeah, the you Evil Dead Two was the was the was the more popular of the ones. Wow. You don't know. Before. All right. Anyway, try again. This one you you should get this one. Right? Oh my god! Question this is three. terrible. Question three: Two strangers awake in a room with no recollection of how they got there or why, and soon discover they are pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by a notorious serial killer.
0: Oh, that's uh is that Saw? That's Saw. Oh, oh, correct. Yeah, ding 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 ding. Yeah, ding. finally. Yeah, you got one right. See, that was what Carrie Elways was in that, right? Carrie
1: Elways and uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Danny Glover. This is world famous actor Danny Glover. <laughs> anyway, so ready for number four? I'm ready. I'm ready. This five, I'm one, this one this for three. Is, this is four. This is five questions. Okay, it's number four. <clears throat> a man who specializes in debunking paranormal occurrences checks into a fabled haunted room in a New York hotel and confronts genuine terror. Ooh, is that 1408? 1408. Oh, yeah, John ding, 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 Cusack. Ding, 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 I hate that mother. Actually, that's a good movie. I don't like him. Why don't you like John Cusack? I think he's
0: an horrible actor. Really? And uh, I think part of my hatred goes to the fact that my wife likes him.
1: Like, physically likes uh, him? she's or? obsessed
0: with the guy. She loves him for some reason. I'm like, he's goofy looking. He is not an attractive
1: man. He's not my, smart. In my estimation. He's, uh... How do you know he's not he smart? He smells, I heard. How do you know he smells? I know, I heard. What does he smell like? Uh, mothballs. All right, so this is a bonus question, right? And now. Charisse, You're playing at home. Yep. This is slightly unrelated. <laughs> okay. A buffoon has to return to elementary school to prove to his father that he can run the family business. Oh,
0: sounds like Billy Madison. <laughs> Billy Madison, yes. Ah, uh, I got it. Miss Lippy's
1: car is green. Anyway, oh, I, I just pinged into the mic. You pinged Sorry, into the mic. Well, so is that it? Hopefully, that's it. Hopefully, you had some fun and played along with us. Okay. And we're able to get some of those.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't do so good, but but uh, you know, yeah. better luck next time, I guess.
1: Well, you know, horror movies are weird. It's like if you if you. If you just stick to the standard script, it's hard to know what film it is. Like, a masked killer stalks coeds. You know you like, you what know,
0: was I a know. Uh, was a great um, horror movie that we watched as kids that we loved? What's was that? uh Was Witchboard.
1: Yes, I was a big fan of Witchboard. I thought it was the scariest movie ever yeah, made. But
0: if you go back and watch it now, I it's bet terrible. you it's terrible. Ter- I bet I had, you it's awful. Didn't
1: have Tawny Katane in it?
0: No, I had that guy from... Uh, he, he was the blonde guy. For, he used to be on Days of Our Lives.
1: I had Tawny Katane.
0: His name was Patch. No, I don't and, know. And uh, he was in that. We didn't have a patch on in the movie. I don't know that one. Oh, all right. Anyway, yeah.
1: So, what's the next topic?
0: So, obviously, we're going to continue the the Halloween uh, theme here. Yes. So, let's talk about a little bit about Halloween superstitions. Oh, right. Like black cats, for example. Yes. What? What are? Why are black cats uh, evil? Where did that come from? I'm sure that I don't know. Well, at one time, it was believed that all cats with a black coat were actually the devil or eaten up by evil spirits.
1: There's lots of devils then, because there's black, black cats, cats. everywhere.
0: Black cats were actually hunted and burned on Easter. I don't know if you knew that.
1: <laughs> wow, that sounds like a great religious tradition.
0: Hey, let's go grab some cats and burn them. Yep, in Britain, actually, but they they believe that white cats are bad luck. Oh. So if anybody in England that could verify that... I would like to know. Um, let us know. And, and uh, here's an interesting one, nuts. What about nuts? Old British Halloween superstition is that people at one time believed that Satan was a nut gatherer. <laughs> so on Halloween night, nuts wow. were used as magic charms. I'm not going to go there. You gather nuts, don't you?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so with great frequency. I
0: think they're like uh you ever have the Halloween or excuse me the uh the the traditional um holiday nut platter? You know, where you no. go to these Halloween parties no. and there's like a bowl with various nuts in I it? don't
1: like weird exotic nuts. I don't like to have like like the, the the ones that you can't crack like the Brazil nuts. Oh, those
0: are tough. You need the the, the crackers to get into you need,
1: those. you need a big cracker. Uh, for the for the for the Brazil nuts and then there's always weird nuts. You don't want to eat one and then not know what. What's it the is. nut that looks like an acorn? Uh, an acorn. It's, no, no, no.
0: Is, oh, is it a hazelnut? Do those those look like acorns?
1: Hazelnut. Uh, maybe. Hmm. I don't like I don't like any sort of exotic nut. Peanuts are fine. Like mixed nuts are okay. Cashews. You like a cashew? I like a good cashew. Is Do you it call cashew?
0: it pecan or pecan?
1: It's pecan. A pecan is what you keep in the back of your car for long trips.
0: Oh, so it's is it cashew or cashew? It's cashew. Cash. It's Who ca- says cashew? It's cash. Nobody it's, says cashew. Wait. It's cashew, but it's pecan. Yeah, that doesn't make sense.
1: Well, nobody says cashew. It, it should be. Like you, it sounds like you just sneezed. It should
0: be cashew and pecan. No. So candles. Candles also have a evil connotation. If the flame on a candle goes out and it happens to be Halloween, then you have a ghost visiting you. Ooh.
1: So if you're sitting there, and the but if it does not, if it's not Halloween, it doesn't mean you're a ghost. Have a ghost visiting you?
0: That's right. Oh. So you're you're fine if it's uh. If it's not Halloween. So bells on Halloween. When you ring a bell on Halloween, all the scary evil spirits are supposed to fly away.
1: Oh, they don't like the sound of the no. bells?
0: So if you get scared, just ring a bell. Okay. And owls. You know, I love owls. I like owls, too. Owls are cool. I think they're, you know, I, I feel like I have a lot in common with an owl. What's that? You know, I'm uh I'm majestic, much like the owl. Uh, I'm nocturnal. I'm known to be wise. Majestic? <laughs>
1: So owls, owls hooting—is like a used, snow owl or a regular barn owl? No, no, like like an owl, like a nice looking owl. owl. I want to—you just want to hug an owl. They, they probably wouldn't like it if you hugged them. No, some
0: people believe though that on Halloween owls would dive down eat the souls of anyone uh, that was dying that night. So I tell you
1: what, owls are vicious, man. They could, they they eat small creatures. They do.
0: They they swoop down out of the darkness. Yep. Um, so if you die on Halloween, an owl will come and eat your soul.
1: Oh, what does it do with it? Does it regurgitate it later?
0: What they tell you to do though is, if you hear an owl hooting, is quickly pull out your pocket in your pants and leave your pocket hanging out, and that will. Uh,
1: well, I think you cut off the bottom of your pockets for other reasons. That will scare so the owl away. That.
0: Oh. That's right. Okay. Yep. Anyway, so what do you think about that?
1: I think that that's bizarre, and I wonder why why these these folklorish beliefs start. It's it. Somebody well, starts it one day, and then it just keeps. You no,
0: know, people just, get scared, and when they don't have a, uh, especially uh, you know. Years and years ago, they didn't have an explanation for things. They didn't know how to look at things scientifically. Yeah. So they just came up with these weird superstitions and such. I see.
1: Yeah. Interesting. What do you got? Oh, we're done with that part? Oh, for now. So I want to talk back about some horror movies. Now, it's a tradition, Uh, you know, it's it's propped up specifically in the last, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 years Mm. of uh watching horror movies around this time of year. I mean, horror movies are a business all year round. Yeah. But... Horror movies specifically are, are, are a big business this time of year. So some of the earliest examples of what we would call horror movies actually started off in a different medium. Did you know that? What do you mean? Like uh, like in the theater? Yes. Okay. That's a good guess. All right. So starting in the 1890s, the Grand Goulion oh. in Paris would show a series of horror-themed plays complete with elaborate special effects in a theater that used to be a church. So it was all full of these, like, uh, statues and Gothic architectures and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So it's kind of probably scary to go in there. Yep. Uh, people used to come to this theater for an experience, not only to see a show. So the audience endured the terror of the shows because they wanted to be filled with a strong feeling of something. Feeling of something. Ooh. Something feeling them? Actually, oh. well, here, here's, here's where we get into the adult nature a little bit. Okay. Many attended the shows to get a feeling of arousal. Underneath the balcony were boxes that were originally built for nuns to watch church services, that were available for theater goers, that the theater goers would rent them during performances because they would get so aroused by the action happening on stage that they would engage in sexual escapades during the shows. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. So here's here's where I got to use my French. Ready? Oh, let me hear it. So there's some plays that here's some of the plays that were shown. Okay. At the Grand Goulon. Oh, Grand Goulon. Huh. Le Laboratory de hallucinations.
0: The laboratory of the. If you slowed it down, I could uh, probably translate de that. Hallucinations. Oh, the Laboratory of Hallucinations. That's right, by Uh André
1: DeLorde. Here's the premise of that one. When a doctor finds his wife's lover in his operating room, (laughs) he performs a graphic brain surgery, rendering the adulterer a hallucinating semi-zombie. Now insane, the lover-slash-patient hammers a chisel into the doctor's brain. That makes me excited. Wow. That would make me want to engage in sexual escapades. Yeah. Here's another one. Un creme dans les maisons des
0: fous. The cream of the house? The House of Cream? Crime.
1: (laughs) (laughs) House of Cream. House of Cream. (laughs) That sounds like a good movie. It does. I I think I've seen that movie. Uh, Two hags in an insane asylum use scissors to blind a pretty young inmate out of jealousy.
0: Oh, this is a theater operation, huh? Wow. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Next one. Le Harib Passion. The, 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 uh, The wandering passion.
1: The horrible passion. Oh. Here's a nice one. A nanny strangles the children in her care. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yes all right and that's I, it for no, that one, one right one, yeah that's it for, no there's one more oh so here's another play that was found there la baiser dans les nuits by maurice Lavelle. a young woman visits the man whose face she horribly disfigured with acid where he obtains his revenge as you can see uh these are more of the long lines of a a typical horror film would be today
0: right right uh,
1: for a long time Hollywood horror movies tended to be more focused on supernatural scares like vampires, werewolves, and Frankenstein. You know, like back in the early age of, of horror films. Yep. That, that's what most of them were were focused on. But many people point to the origin of the true slasher form of horror movie can be traced to one man, an actual person. Do you know who that person might be? Um, not Alfred Hitchcock. No. A, a real life serial killer by the name of Ed Gein. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. That, that's uh, yeah, loosely based well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm...
1: Don't, don't. You're, you're stealing my. Thunder. Oh, I'm sorry. So don't do that. Go don't ahead. jump ahead. So I stole some of this material from a couple of authors by the name of Harold Scheister, Scheister, and David Everett. So mm. don't get mad at me. Okay. Yet. I didn't make all this up. So born in Plainfield, Wisconsin, 1906, Ed Gein lived a re- a repressive and solitary life on his family homestead with a weak, ineffectual brother and a domineering mother who taught him from an early age that sex was sinful. Yes. He ran a hundred, 160 acre farm. Um, to make a long story short, I'm not going to get into the, all of the, all of it. But basically, uh, Gene his his mother died, his brother died. So he was left to to run this whole farm by himself. And he was known as Weird Old Eddie anyway before any of this well took place.
0: There, there's an omen. <laughs>
1: if your if your name is Weird Old Eddie, mm. yeah. So he remained alone in an enormous farmhouse, uh, and and he. He lived in one room. He sealed off the rest of the of the house, and he lived in one downstairs room in the kitchen, for some reason. Oh, so weird, old Eddie, as a community known him. He began to develop an, a deeply unhealthy interest in the intimate anatomy of the female body. Oh, which is don't kinda we kinda all kind of gross. He became particularly interested in the atrocities committed by the Nazis during Second World War and medical experimentation performed on Jews in concentration camps. So he became, he became fixated on, on this sort of stuff. That's correct. Mm. He soon graduated to the real thing by digging up decaying female corpses by night in, in far out of the way Wisconsin cemeteries. Then he would dissect and keep parts of the heads, sex organs, livers, hearts, and intestines. Then, this is all pleasant, he would flay the skin from the body, mm. draping it over a tailor's dummy or even wearing it himself to dance and cavort around the homestead. Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun? Oh, put the lotion in the basket. You're not supposed to do that, right? No. Actually, I should have given it a warning. This is kind of gross stuff. So it if is If smaller kids listening, tell them to fast forward. Anyway, um, so he's specifically fascinated by excised female genitalia. Excised? Excised, like like dis- dissected and taken off. Oh. Like removed. E. So he would fondle and play with it, sometimes stuffing it into a pair of women's underwear, which he would then wear around the house. Not surprisingly, he became a recluse in the community, discouraging any visitors from coming near his home. So this is all taking place behind closed doors. And to this point, he's just taking um, dead bodies that have already been killed.
0: You know, just listening to you talk about this makes me realize that no matter how um, graphic or shocking they try to make a Hollywood
1: movie. It's never as bad as real life. Exactly. Never. No, you're absolutely right. So Gein's fascination with the female body eventually led him to seek out out fresher samples. His victims, usually women of his mother's age, included a 54-year-old named Mary Hogan who disappeared from the tavern she ran in 1954, December 1954, and Bernice Warden, a woman in her late 50s who ran the local hardware store. She she disappeared in November 1957. Mrs. Warden's son Frank was also the sheriff's deputy, and upon learning that weird old weird old Eddie had been spotted in town on the day of his mother's disappearance, he became suspicious. He went to the place to check out Ed's, Ed Gein's place, already infamous amongst the local children as a haunted house. Mm. So, somebody his mother went missing. He's a sheriff's deputy. He decides yeah. I'm gonna go check it out. So
0: he yeah he so he had a suspicion.
1: Yeah. So there, the gruesome evidence proved that Ed Gein's bizarre obsessions had finally exploded into murder and actually much much worse. In the woodshed of the farm, the naked, headless body of Bernice Warden, hanging upside down from a meat hook, Ugh. was found. Her head and intestines were discovered in a box and her heart on a plate in the dining room. The skins from ten human heads were found preserved and another skin taken from the mm-hmm. upper torso of a woman was rolled up on the floor. Ew. There was also a belt fashioned from carved-off nipples, a chair upholstered in human skin, the crown of a skull used as a soup bowl, lamp lampshades covered in flesh uh, pil- uh, pulled taut, a table propped up by human shin bones. and How, a re- how
0: do you even come up with and this? And
1: a refrigerator full of human organs. Oh, my God. The four posts on Ed's bed were covered with skulls, and a human head hung on the wall alongside uh, death. nine death masks, which are the skin faces of women.
0: You can't, you can't even wrap your head around that. You know, like uh, when, no. when I'm home alone and, uh, you know, I'm looking for stuff to do, I can find things around the house, you know, hobbies, Yeah. you know, chores. So- this guy just... Put body parts everywhere.
1: <laughs> so Ed Gein later confessed that he enjoyed dressing himself up in all the, the skins and uh, and cavorting around, and he pretended that he was his own mother. So some of the things that you... Uh, well, well and to, to wrap up Mr. Gein, so estimated that they found 15 bodies at his house. Not sure how... He doesn't know how many he killed. He can't... They never proved how many people he killed or how many bodies where he just mm. stole. They, they never really got to the bottom of that. But so obviously um, you can see that some of the inspirations for for horror movies were taken from this and there's a few. So the first one that was widely credited with being based on Ed Gein was Psycho yeah. because he had a domineering mother <clears throat> uh, right. obviously in the movie Psycho in the book it was a book first in the movie the Alfred Hitchcock classic Psycho um, he had a domineering mother and he killed people but it was it was he wasn't like a prolific serial he was just a nutbag right, that, right. that had a, a domineering mother. However, what's widely known as the first slasher film was the 1974 classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which you mentioned earlier, Mm. which uh, many aspects of the Ed Gein case can be seen. The skinning of bodies and wearing of the faces and junk like that. So... Texas Chainsaw Massacre was loose when you when Texas Chainsaw Massacre first came out in the 1970s. They said based on a true story. Yeah. So everybody thought everybody thought, oh my gosh, there's a real guy named Leatherface who went around, and that's not actually the case. It was based on the Ed Gein.
0: Leatherface, one of the most iconic uh, movie right. villains ever. Right. Like
1: uh, killers. Right. So it was it was loosely based on the Ed Gein uh, case. Yep. Although he didn't use a chainsaw because it was back in the day. Right. So other aspects of Ed, Ed Gein can be found in. Silence of the Lambs, the Buffalo Bill character, mm. where he skinned people That's right. to make a suit out of the skin. And he would he would uh
0: yeah, he he'd get all naked yeah. and dance around all weird like.
1: It puts the lotion on its skin. Yep. It's or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> anyway. So as you can see, as you said before, truth is very much stranger than fiction. Absolutely. Because who as you said, who could come up with this stuff for fiction? They, and it turns out you don't have to because somebody's right. already done it in real life.
0: So let me ask you this. How would you, <clears throat> say you were confronted by an Ed Gein type character. Yeah. How would you ward it off? I how would, would shoot you, him in how the How would head. you ward off an evil spirit, <laughs> you think? Hmm. You want to ward off evil? I would love to. So what they say is, traditionally, legend has it, just walk backwards around your house three times before the sunset on Halloween and that would banish all evil.
1: Walking backwards is hard, especially around a, a perimeter of an, ob- not a not a not a, like a box. That's right. You know, different You have to follow the exact perimeter.
0: Yep, oh. you, you do. You have to follow the perimeter, or you could just bury animal bones in your front yard, or put a picture of an animal outside near your front door, so that will uh, that will help ward off evil spirits.
1: P- pictures of animals do.
0: Yep, oh. and, and animal bones buried. I see. Yep. If you happen to see a spider on Halloween, then the spirit of a loved one is watching over you. Uh huh. So if you're at Halloween and you see a big, uh, you
1: know, a uh, spider, do you kill spiders? Uh, I try to avoid spiders when at all possible. Oh, you do, but but I will kill it if it gets near me. You will kill it, yeah, unless it's one of those really big ones, because I'm always afraid I'm gonna I'm just gonna anger it and it's gonna come back and get me later if I don't kill it right away.
0: You know the uh, the banana spider uh, oh, yes. we're in Okinawa. I'm a familiar with the banana spider. Gi- giant spider, huge, yes, huge, uh, cover your whole face. It's huge, but uh, they weren't they were docile. They wouldn't attack you. They wouldn't bite you. Although they looked menacing. Mm-hmm. So how about some, I mean, you just talked about some real-life um, nightmarish stuff, right? With the serial killer yes. and Ed Gein and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How about some real-life Halloween uh, nightmares, things that occurred on Halloween? Oh. So most famous of this case, of uh, of this, would be the Devil's Night. Oh, the Devil's Night. We have all heard of the Devil's Night, possibly. That's the name associated with October 30th, the night before Halloween. It's related to uh, a mischief night, basically. And it's practiced in other parts of the United States and the world. Isn't
1: that big in Detroit?
0: In yes, the Detroit area. Yes, that's a perfect segue. Oh. Devils night in Detroit actually dates back to the uh, the 1930s, and traditionally, the youths of Detroit, the the jewel of the Lower Peninsula, <laughs> they engaged in a night of uh, criminal behavior, which usually consisted of acts of mostly just vandalism initially. You know, like we talked about earlier, mm. egging, uh, soaping things. You know, t-peeing. Soaping. Things of that sort. And uh, these were almost exclusively acts of petty vandalism, uh, you know, causing no real property damage or anything like that. Lo and behold, Devil's Night got worse for some reason. I bet it did. They, oh, it's uh, Detroit. Everything is worse. Yeah. In the early 1970s, the vandalism vandalism that, you know, the kids were uh, taking part in uh, escalated to arson. They decided they wanted to start burning things down for some reason. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, obviously in the city of Detroit itself is, is a, uh, uh, you know, it's a... Kind of a, um, how, how would you say, not the nicest city in the world uh, to begin with. Talking about Detroit?
1: Detroit. Have you ever been to Detroit? Uh, just passing through the airport. I've uh, never actually uh, I, I had visited to, the city. I had, I had the privilege and opportunity to go to Detroit a couple of times last year. Mm. And let me tell you something. Driving through Detroit is akin to driving through a third world nation. Oh. there's abandoned vehicles all over the place people wandering the streets in a daze yeah I swear you drive it's like you're driving through Beirut 1983 yeah it, it, when you're driving through the I, I don't know what I don't know why so
0: it's financially downtrodden <laughs> yeah. and so actually this is kind of it's kind of how this thing has escalated right so some of the property owners that were unable to to sell uh, their property and things of that such they've used that as an opportunity to burn their homes down uh. collect the insurance money and claim that an arsonist was at fault and then it just spiraled out of control from there you know the crimes uh, obviously became uh, more destructive and it peaked in in the uh, you know the mid 80s mid 80s to mid 90s and i think ni- 1994 is is like was one of the worst nights well, it devil's was, night ever
1: devil's night was actually featured prominently in the crow movie yes Brandon that's Lee right movie that's exactly the, right the crow
0: yeah that's right but 1994 detroit city officials had enough they said no more devil's night this is uh, this is out of control so they decided they were going to get some volunteers to help them quell this uh, madness quill they got like 50,000 people actually volunteers oh. to uh to come out and uh they, they basically like with the uh, the guardian angels of the uh, of devil's night I they see. created angels night how did that work well they went around They uh they they, they kept people at bay mm-hmm. um, they prevented uh some of the miscreants from getting out and doing different things you know what and, the uh, yeah. you know
1: arson is a terrible crime uh fires are bad anyway but mm. you know set one on purpose do you know what the uh the 18th century punishment for for uh, being caught in the act of arson was, especially in the, in, in uh, colonial America. Yes, they would make you turn your
0: clothes inside out and uh, <laughs> walk
1: backwards at midnight. No, they would throw you into the fire that you just set. That oh. was that was the uh, the punishment. But you know what? People still did it. They did it anyway. So it's funny because in other
0: places of the world, Devil's Night is also sometimes called Cabbage Night. Oh, so cabbage. People- I hate cabbage. You don't like cabbage? It stinks. Well, it, it smells badly, and it smells badly. It on the other end doesn't as well. It Tastes good. It no. gives you flatulence. Cabbage soup. I don't think I've ever had cabbage, to be honest. You Maybe know, in a slaw. My,
1: my lovely wife, every 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 St. Patrick's Day makes mm. corned beef and cabbage. Yep. And no one eats the cabbage. It just boils uh, it's stinkily, and no one eats it. And it's just a, a waste of, of a fine vegetable. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't eat that. Um, but like I said, I'll have it in a slaw form. You know, a coleslaw. Well,
1: coleslaw is different because it's filled with mayonnaise goodness. Is right,
0: and there's other things in there, other so I'll, I'll eat that. But speaking of things that you shouldn't eat, that would be um, candy laced with things. No, you. know, you, and that, that's the, uh, the the traditional Halloween legend is that uh, you know you check your candy because you don't want to eat pins and broken glass and razor blades. blades. And things, yep. But honestly, I don't believe. I could be wrong here, mm-hmm. but I don't believe there's ever been a recorded case of anybody.
1: Well. That's uh, that's where encountering you're encountering that. That's where you're slightly wrong and slightly right. Oh, yes, that's true. That the, the widespread poisoning of of stranger candy has is actually I don't think has ever happened. However, mm. there was a famous case back in the uh, 1980s in, in Texas, Pasadena, Texas, actually. Yep. Where a a man poisoned uh, his own son's candy with strychnine and killed him. Oh. Uh, but but that was a, a person that he knew, and he did it on purpose, and right. then he tried to blame a stranger for it, and then uh, then they ended up finding him. So it was a, a nut nut bar killed his own kid, sure, but uh, as far as it's poisoning candy you don't really you, you don't really hear about hear that, that and much. even if
0: you know that that kind of thing uh like a razor blade in, in your snicker bar, yeah. you know i think you'd you'd notice that, and if you didn't, well, you'd get it in
1: your mouth, you know but, it wouldn't kill you no, but the the um the phenomenon is so is so widespread, or the the supposed phenomenon is so widespread that hospitals will actually <laughs> X-ray your candy for you for free.
0: So what's worse, getting a, a piece of a razor blade in your mouth, or having your food
1: irradiated? I don't know, but you know what's funny? They'll 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 do that. They'll they'll uh, X-ray your candy for free. But God, God forbid you try to get something on your body X-rayed. Oh. It takes an act of Congress. Yep. You got to get it t- three weeks to get an appointment. Then you have to go there and wait all afternoon. Then they treat you like crap. You get your X-ray three days later. By then you're all been out of shape and crying. You know, I had an MRI recently on my uh, <clears throat> on my right wrist. They should have given you had a CAT scan. I had a wrist the, issue at the, at the at the same
0: time. They make you lay down. They made me lay down on my stomach. Yep. With my arm outstretched like Superman, mm-hmm. and uh, grasping this thing, and they they it was like a torture device. I had this thing around my hand, oh. and I, w- I was in there. I said, "How long is this going to take?" I was in there for like forty minutes. When did the anal probe come in? My whole body went numb. Oh. It was bad. But the, but the, uh, the technicians were
1: young ladies that was cool. They didn't put you unconscious? No. When you woke up they weren't buttoning in their pants or anything? Oh, thank God. No.
0: So I'll leave you with this. Uh one last Halloween story, candy story if you will. Sure. So in my neighborhood growing up, we uh we lived on a dead end mm-hmm. and there was a guy at the end of the road. Uh I think his name was uh I think his name was Ernie. I'm not sure though. He lived at the last house on the left. That's and, a movie, you know. <laughs> people didn't like going down there, but we'd go down there anyway and he gave out this is what he gave out for candy, right? For uh for the treat when you said trick or treat. Full size Kudos bars. You remember oh, Kudos? I, it was a chocolate covered granola. It was bar. like a granola bar with yes. the chocolate and everything. Yes. He, he must have just bought a box of Kudos. Well, He's no hand- one
1: went to Ernie's house. That's why he had all the, he had. He had to, to reward <laughs> but you. But I was
0: afraid. I was afraid to eat the Kudos bar. Oh. So I'd bring it home, and of course my brother, who was a rotund young man, <laughs> who would eat anything presented to him, <laughs> uh, agreed to eat the Kudos bar because I was afraid something was hidden in it yep. and I didn't know what it was. And uh, so I traded him uh, some, uh, uh, you know, maybe some Twizzlers and some Necco wafers. For
1: uh, for a kudos bar, mm-hmm. and he ate it. What's a what's a good uh, percentage for parent tax? You know when your kids go trick or treating and mm. they bring all the candy, you get a certain percentage, right? Well, I,
0: I just usually steal it when they're at school. Oh,
1: so you don't even tell them up front? No, I don't tell them. See, we tell them. Hey, we're gonna be parent tax. I say like twenty twenty five percent. Oh, it's about. about See, I rate. like the,
0: I take the Skittles, the regular Skittles. Yeah, I like those. Yep. Starbursts are good.
1: You don't do the Reese's peanut butter Cups? I don't
0: like I don't like Reese's peanut butter. I do enjoy uh, occasionally the malted milk ball. That's gross. The and, whopper. Uh, I don't like the whopper. whopper. And you know what else is good? Milk duds. No. You know what I like they to get do? Get caught in your teeth. It's like a milk dud challenge. So I'll <laughs> take a whole box of milk duds. I'll put the whole thing in my mouth at once, uh, right, box I've included. Heard, I've heard that about you. And uh, I'll chew it up and, and uh, try to choke myself to death.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, we talked about some Halloween things today. Hopefully, uh, you know some of the some of the stuff is lighthearted. Some of the stuff was gross. Yeah. We uh, were able to get into some of the uh, some of the topics related to Halloween. And as I said before, you know, it's it's a festive time of year. If you ever find yourself in a position to, to visit Salem uh, in Massachusetts in October, please do. It's a lot of fun, even though they're not sponsors of the program. Yeah,
0: and if you've had any interesting Halloween uh, experiences or you've... Uh Looked mm-hmm. in the, looked in a mirror and see something appear behind you. We would you, love to you, hear. You'd from like you. to share that story? Yeah. Absolutely,
1: yeah. If you if you've had a Halloween experience, anything related to that, please let us know. Contact us uh, via the website, which is TheEonProject.com mm. or theeonproject at yahoo dot com. Or you know you can interact with us on Twitter. Uh, I'm all the time on Twitter, sending out Twitter, tweet, twatted, twatted. <laughs> <laughs> tweeted tweets twatted
0: the twatted Yeah, you're to the twittering twitted, around twitted about. about Yes. So and uh, of course the Facebook, uh, you know that's that's the obligatory and, as well.
1: And we're also looking for sponsors for the program. So if you have a small business, a large business, a multinational conglomerate business,
0: we're not even going to charge you.
1: Well, we will charge you if you're a multi, if you're a multinational business. We will. Well, charge
0: just you. get us get our name out there. We'll do all the production for free. Yep. Uh, we'll do all the production for you. We'll make the music. We'll uh, we'll write the commercial. We'll present the commercial. Yeah.
1: And uh, uh, best wishes to, to uh, Frank from the door store. Hopefully uh, your uh, your recovery goes well.
0: You know what we should do? We'll try to get uh, Frank on the phone next week.
1: That's a good idea. Maybe we and, can see uh, how he's doing.
0: We'll, we'll talk to him on the phone and see how Frank's uh, yeah. doing and what he's up
1: to, and hopefully he can uh, recover from this. Yeah. So you got anything else to add for nope, today? that's it, man. What are we doing next week? Uh, next week's program is up in the air. I'm not quite sure what we're going to discuss next week, but if you have an idea for a plan, uh, send us a, send us a, an email. Absolutely. Be glad to hear from you. Yep. So just remember, the truth exists.